Hi, I'm Matt McClory, lead pastor alongside my wife, Jill, here at Colonial Church in St. Augustine, Florida. Wanted to welcome you to Colonial Church's podcast. We are a church that believes in Jesus and people, which means we believe in you. So why not today subscribe to this podcast and choose to grow your life spiritually and in all the other ways as well into everything that God has got for you. God bless you, and I hope you enjoy this episode. So let's lean in. I'm going to be reading from Psalm 139 today. So why don't you grab your Bibles, open with me. But this is what it says. This is a David Psalm, and it says this. It says, O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from afar. You search out my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, behold, O Lord, you know it altogether. You hem me in behind and before and lay your hand upon me. Verse 6 says, Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain it. Where shall I go from your spirit? Or where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If if I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me and the light about me be night. Even the darkness is not dark to you, he says. The night is bright as the day for darkness is as light with you. Verse 13, for you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Some people need to hear that today. I praise you, David says, because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in the secret place, intricately woven in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed substance in your book were written, every one of them, the days that were formed for me, when as yet there was none of them. Verse 17 It says, How precious to me are your thoughts, O God. How vast is the sum of them. If I would count them, they are more than the sand. I awake and I am still with you. Oh, that you would slay the wicked, O God. O men of blood, depart from me. The men, they speak against me with malicious intent. Your enemies take your name in vain. I do not hate those who hate you. Do I not hate those who who hate you, O Lord? And do I not loathe those who rise up against you? I hate them with complete hatred. I count them my enemies. Verse 23, listen to it. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there's any grievous way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. It's a powerful psalm. Psalm 139 from the King David is such a powerful psalm and covers so much. But I want to talk today, specifically in this series, um, the rest of my life, which I, I love this series. I hope you're enjoying it too. But today I want to talk about a different part of rest. So if you're taking notes, you can write the title down. Part three is this, a mind at rest, a mind at rest at rest. Come on, would you pray with me? Come on, let's all lean in together and believe God's going to speak as always through his word today. Lord, we love you. Thank you for the opportunity to receive your word today, God. We look to it, Father, for answers. Lord, we thank you through the power of your Holy Spirit today that it ministers truth to us and we receive it today, Lord. We thank you for the opportunity to come under your word. 
Father, to, to look to it and to be changed, God. Breathe life into your people today, Lord. Father, we thank you that you're bringing revival to living rooms. You're speaking um, Holy Spirit resurrection life into people right now, into living rooms, into spaces and places all over the world, all over this city, all over our nation. God, we thank you for the work you're doing. Lord, we also pray for colonial kids as always. Father, we thank you that you're building their little spirits, building them into being amazing um, kids, Lord. We thank you for what you're doing in colonial kids. In Jesus' name. Come on, in Jesus' name. And we all said together, amen, amen. The rest of my life. I've been talking about rest for a couple of weeks now. And I love it. I'm really excited about it. Kind of seems a little bit odd to talk about rest when we're all in quarantine, but I believe God's using it. The reason He's using it is because we come right off the back of Easter. And what's the power in that? Well, if you understand all that Easter represents, it's a completed, finished, beautiful work of God. It's completed, it's finished, the work is done. And so now, listen to me, friend, we can rest. We can rest in the finished work of God. I said this from the beginning, but the rest of my life is based on the rest of my life. Talking about rest and the power of rest in our lives. I want to say it this way, but the rest of my life is blessed by the rest of my life. So I talked about being created to rest, how in life God has created a, a whole um, echo for us to live in today. It says in Genesis 2 or in Genesis 1 and 2, it says that He worked for six days. God worked and created for six days and He declared the seventh day a day of rest. It's when He rested, He declared it as holy. And He said, this is a day of rest. And then last week I talked about the Sabbath, talked about the power of Sabbath. It's not a religious ritual, but a life-giving relationship thing. I talked about how this is our chill time. This is our moment to spend time resting, how we were created to rest and we need to rest. And God, in, in fact, He was so um, serious about rest and honoring the Sabbath that He made it part of the weekly routine for His people. And though we don't live under the law anymore, we have a rhythm of rest. Sabbath is about stopping. It's about resting. It's about having faith. It's about having trust. It's about being a witness to our world. But ultimately, what is rest really about? It's about remembering, stopping. Maybe you just need to stop right now. Maybe you just need to be still right now and remember. And that's the power of Sabbath rest is remembering what? That God has saved you, that He sent Jesus, that the Holy Spirit now dwells inside of you. And because of that, now you are different. Now you are set apart. Now your life, listen to me, friend, is different. You are set apart because of the blood of Jesus. And therefore, you rest in that work. And it is from that place of rest that you go about your life. It's powerful when we get a revelation of rest. But today I want to go in a different direction. And so I pray you'd lean in, but I want to talk today about a mind at rest. I couldn't talk about rest. I couldn't talk about a series of rest without speaking specifically about this area, because sometimes this is what we do is we say, okay, well, that's physical rest. I'm going to take a physical break. But even when we're physically resting, our minds can still be at work. Our minds can still be not rested. Let me say it to you this way. Maybe you have a restless mind. Maybe you have a, a mind that's not being rested, that isn't getting a rest, a mind that just can't catch a break. I wonder today if your mind just keeps running. I know at times that's, tr that's been true of me, that in my life, my mind just, it just keeps running, that even though I'm stopping, my mind keeps going. 
Maybe your mind is today running out of control with this whole quarantine and this pandemic, which obviously is so serious. But maybe it's hard for our minds to get a break. Maybe your mind's running wild. Just seems like you can't control your thoughts. Seems like you can't control um, things up here. Our state of mind is such an interesting thing for me. You know, sometimes I feel like I need to be in a certain headspace to be effective. I need to be in a certain place mentally to be able to achieve certain things. And there can be times when I when I want to go back, and maybe if it's to do with work, I'm just not in the right headspace. My thinking's not there. It's my state of mind. But I want to talk about our minds being at rest today. So I pray you'd lean in. I pray you'd you'd go with me here. But I want to talk today about our minds being able to get a rest, gleaning from Scripture, looking to God's Word and understanding that there is a rest that's available for us mentally. There's a rest that's available for us in our thinking and God wants us to have it. We live, like I've been talking about in this series, in an age of worry. I just saw the other day, I was doing some more research, Time Magazine, one of their covers recently said the age of anxiety. And they, it was funny that they used four emojis as their kind of cover, which to me is kind of telling. If you think about it, there's an age of anxiety. Where's the anxiety coming? And they're using emojis. To me, that's pretty telling. But we live in this age where, you know, it's tough to get a rest and we feel like anxiety is growing more and more. A friend of mine I was just talking to recently, and he said this, it just blew me away, but he'd studied this as well. And he said that, on average, the person worries just under two hours a day. One hour and 50 minutes, apparently. That's how much we worry in an average day. But you think about that um, when that's built up over a lifetime. <laughs> it's crazy to think about, but listen to this. It equates to an hour and 50 minutes a day, which means 12 hours and 53 minutes a week. And if you think about it over a lifetime, an average lifetime, it's four years and 11 months across the average age of an, of an adult lifetime that we spend worrying that if, if I could say it a different way, our minds are not at rest. We're worrying. Makes me think about the words of Jesus when he says, you can't add a single day to your life. You can't change anything by worrying. Look at, look at everything around you. But worrying and having a restless mind is not going to help. So I want to talk about it today. There's been other reports I saw recently that 2018, a medical journal said that one in five people roughly suffer high levels of anxiety, distressingly high levels of anxiety. One in five people, that's 20% of people are dealing with not just about occasionally of, of restlessness of mind and anxiety and anxious thoughts, but 20% consider it um, distressing at a high level. So I want to talk about our minds at rest today, but I believe the answer is so much more than just positive thinking. Positive thinking is great. It really helps. Positive thinking and being a positive person. I'm a positive person. Whenever I'm faced with a situation, my first thought, my first place I go is to the positive. What can I get out of this? Where can we start? Where can we start looking towards a solution? Positive thinking is a good thing, but I believe it's so much more than that. It's probably why in 1952, I think Norman Peale wrote that book, The Power of Positive Thinking. Think about this for a second. That book stayed on the New York Times bestseller list for 148 weeks, sold 5 million copies, The Power of Positive Thinking. It obviously makes an impact. Positive thinking is great. I think it's awesome because it's better than negative thinking. It's better to take yourself immediately low. Positive thinking is a good thing. But I want to talk today about our minds and how our minds can get at rest because if we could have restful minds, 
then I wonder what the rest of our life would look like. I wonder what um, our worlds would look like if we had space mentally, if we felt like we had reserves mentally, if we felt like we were in a better place mentally. So I want to talk about it and I hope that's okay. I know for myself, my mind can run. Just run and run and run and run and run. And ultimately, I find myself in a place deciding that I have to stop. I have to put a break on here. I have to, I have to put a block right here and stop myself from just running. I, my mind needs a break. And maybe today, in the midst of everything going on, you just need a break mentally. You need a, uh, a moment to consider your mental health. This is such an important topic for the church to talk about. I don't know why this has become taboo in some circles in the church, but we're not going to be that type of church. We're going to be the type of church, and we are the type of church that's willing to talk about it. Consider, yes, God's Word, but also have a conversation. Talk about it. The time calls for it. The age we're in calls for it. It's time for the church and for all of us, listen to me, as believers to rise up and have the conversation and not let this thing rule us. Not let this thing just be something that says, oh, well, we just overcome it. and We can't talk about it because, man, like, you know, generations ago, wouldn't want to talk about it. No, we need to talk about it. And I believe it's helpful to talk about. The Bible talks about the mind a lot. Actually, more than you would think. Talks about the mind a lot. So I want to show you a few scriptures. Actually, the Psalms, which we just read, Psalm 139. But all the Psalms actually has an amazing spectrum of mental health in there. The highs, the lows. King David especially. He said this in Psalm 142. He said, he's crying out to God. He says, attend to my cry for I am brought very low. He's talking about his emotions. He's talking about where he's at mentally. He's talking about his state of mind. He says, deliver me. From my persecutors, for they are too strong for me. He says, for I've been brought very low. I wonder if you've been brought low. I wonder if you've been, if, if that's consistent for you, if that's something that you could testify to as well. But there's loads of example in the Bible talking about the mind and the power of the mind and what the mind can do. Isaiah 26 and verse 3 says, You will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. Hebrews 8 and verse 10 says, This is a covenant I will establish with the people of Israel. After that time, declares the Lord, I will put my laws in their minds and write them on their hearts and will be their God and they will be my people. Romans 12 and verse 2, you've probably heard this one before in church. Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your Mind, that by testing you may discern what the will of God is and what is good and acceptable and perfect. Listen to Colossians 3 and verse 2. It says, set your minds on things above. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. It's amazing that it says, set your minds. That tells me that my mind can be set. That means that I can develop a mindset that my mind can be set a certain way. So the encouragement from Scripture is this, the mind can be set towards certain things, that God has given you and me the ability when it comes to our mind to set or reset or set into motion a way of approaching our minds. This is the truth about a mindset. If you just break apart the word, it's pretty easy to figure it out, but it's a set of your mind. It's a mindset. It's a way that you've set it. I wonder what your mind is set towards. Is it the news right now? Is it maybe gossip right now? There are people, it's like their, their minds are just fixated and set towards drama, towards just like constantly going towards that thing that's, that's not helpful. But I wonder what your mind is set towards. I wonder if it's set towards truth. 
I wonder if it's set towards the Word of God, towards what the encouragement of the believers brings when we're in church and when we're in community. But God has given us the ability to be the manager of our minds, to take management back over our minds. A life at rest, believes, I believe, includes a mind that can be at rest as well. So yes, there's physical rest. Yes, there's natural rest. Yes, there's spiritual rest. Praise God today. Through Jesus, we have uh, eternal spiritual rest. But our minds as well can be at rest. So I've got three thoughts for us today. As always, I always talk about my three, my top three. But these, I believe, will be challenging. I believe they could be helpful. I believe they're applicable to our lives, but they also could be just things to understand when it comes to our minds getting a rest today. So I pray you'd lean in. If you're not taking notes, you can write these down. Something we like to say in our church, but I pray you'd write them down. I pray you'd meditate on them because I believe they're powerful. But when it comes to achieving mental rest, our mind being at rest, a few thoughts. Number one is this, it's a journey and you are normal. It's a journey and you're normal. Achieving mental rest, having a mind that is at rest, it's, it's a marathon, it's not a sprint. When it comes to your life, achieving a mind that gets a rest from time to time, can I just encourage you that this is a journey and it's a journey of a thousand steps, hopefully in the right direction, hopefully going in the right place. It's a, it's a, a journey in the right direction. Just think for a moment about a journey. Think for a moment about the way the Bible describes a journey. It talks about our journey in life as being like a pilgrimage. And a pilgrimage is, is simply a journey. But on any journey, the journey is not always perfect. The journey is, hasn't always got the best terrain. Sometimes there's, there's, uh, there's mountaintops where the view is awesome. Sometimes there's valley lows where it's dark and man, it just feels like I'm, I'm, I'm in a valley right now. And sometimes there's moments where it's like, man, it's downhill. It's downhill all the way and the view is good. But it is a journey in life when it comes to achieving a mind that is at rest. Maybe today you're struggling with this. Maybe this is like, man, this is so good that you're talking about this today because I've been struggling to get my mind to take a rest. Well, can I just encourage you today that you're on a journey and I'm on a journey and it's not not always going to be perfect, but we will get there in the end, a thousand steps, hopefully in the right direction. But you are absolutely normal. The lows in life are normal. Anxiety, I want to say it right now, it's normal. Look at what David said. He said, search me, God. This is NIV. He said in verse 23 of Psalm 139, he said, search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. You're normal. And here's my pastoral advice for you right now when it comes to mental health. If it becomes something that begins to overtake you in life, if it becomes something with your own challenge or struggle with this, when, when it becomes to overtake you consistently, this is the time when you need to ask for help. This is the time when you say, hey, I, I am on a journey. But understanding I am normal, but I need a little bit of help. And hopefully this is going to help as well today. But listen to me, you're normal. Church, we're going to understand this is normal. This is what we go through. This is part of life. We can, we can journey through these things. And I believe we can get equipped along the way. If we're not careful, we can begin to believe the lies of the enemy. And the enemy sometimes will want to lie to us and say, man, you're not normal. <laughs> the enemy loves to get in our ear and sometimes say to us that, man, you're different. This is, this is not good. You're, you're not being spiritual enough. Can I just encourage you? You are normal. This is what we go through. This is sometimes our struggle, but having a mind at rest, this is a journey and you are absolutely normal. But if we're not careful, 
and we believe those lies, we can start to take on this abandonment spirit, which eventually will lead us to being, an, being um, orphaned in spirit, which is to simply say, I am different. No one's like me and I'm on my own. And God, where are you? And we can find ourselves in a place where we're completely defeated on the inside because of something we believe that the enemy has said about how we're living. You are normal. And this is a journey. I hope this is okay to say today. Why don't you just amen in the chat right now and just say, yeah, this is good today because you need to hear it. I need to hear it. We need to remember that this is normal, that what we go through in life, it's important. So number one, this is a journey. And you're normal. Number two, when it comes to getting a mind at rest, I want to say this, take ownership, but give God your thoughts. Take ownership, but give God your thoughts. Take ownership because only you can take ownership over your life. You know, I can't live your life for you. I don't think your parents, ultimately, they can't live your life for you. I say this about faith, but even when it comes to faith, you know, you can't live secondhand faith. You can't live the the faith of your grandparents. You need to have a revelation of Jesus for yourself. But when it comes to your mind, when it comes to getting a rest in your mind, can I just encourage you today? We've got to take ownership because ownership is where we actually take our thoughts and do something with them. We're taking ownership over our minds. But I wonder today, where do you take those thoughts? Where do you take ownership? And take those thoughts because there's lots of different places in life we can go. Do you take it to the nearest distraction? Maybe social media or you know, maybe some other distraction in your world, something that just easily distracts you. Take your thoughts there and that's that way in the moment. It's just kind of dealt with. It goes under the rug. Do you take it to the nearest escape hatch like an addiction or an easy way out? See, we take our thoughts somewhere, but we need to take ownership and give God our thoughts today. Because here's what I know. I can't always control what comes in, but I can control where it goes. I'm going to say that again. Sometimes I can't control what comes in, but I absolutely can control where it goes. Listen to this encouragement from the Apostle Paul. And I want you to just see this reference to the ability that he had over thoughts and therefore we have over our minds and therefore our knowledge. But it's in 2 Corinthians 10 and verse 3. This is what Paul says. He says, For though we walk in flesh... We are not waging war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God. And listen to this. And take every thought captive to obey Christ. See, what what is he saying? He's saying you may not be able to control what pops in, but you absolutely control what happens with it. Where does it go? What happens? I love the encouragement in verse 7. It says, look at what is before your eyes. If anyone is confident that he is Christ, let him remind himself just as he is Christ, so also are we. Let him remind himself. I wonder if you need a reminder today to remind, to recall to memory, to remind yourself that you are confident today, that being in Christ, that you can take what comes in, you can take the thinking that may pop in and ultimately you can process that in a way and push it towards God. I just would love to encourage you today, take ownership of your mental rest, take ownership of where you're at and give it to God. Take those thoughts. I don't think there's any question that God can handle your thoughts. God can handle the things that come in. Maybe you are, like David said, you've been brought very low. Can I just encourage you? Take that low part of your life where you're at and just give it to God because He absolutely can handle it. Take ownership and give your thoughts to God. In 1 Peter 5, 
says this in verse 6, Humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God so that the proper time he may exalt you. Verse 7, casting all your anxieties on him. Why? Because he cares for you, the Bible says. Casting all of your thoughts, all of your anxiety, give God your thoughts today. And I promise you, it is the pathway towards having a mind that is at rest. I wanted to give us, just before I finish, a few practical ways that we could maybe go about our lives in a way where we can get a mind that's rest. I hope you're leaning in. hope you're still with me. But I like to get practical sometimes in my message. And I'm sorry if these sometimes sound a little elementary or just basic, but I believe they'll help you. I believe they'll, they'll meet you where you're at. But a few things you could do to put your mind at rest, just a few thoughts for you. There's number one, get honest with yourself about it. Just get honest with yourself about where you're at. Self-denial does not help in this area. Self-denial or sort of just throwing it under the rug and pretending like it's not there doesn't help. You've got to get honest with yourself. Here's another thought. Talk to someone. Maybe you don't need counselling. Maybe what you need is community. Maybe you don't need counselling, but what you need is to get in community and get in connection with someone and just say, hey, this is where I'm at. You know, I think a counselor would tell you that that's absolutely one of the first things you should do, but maybe all we need to do is just talk to someone. So that's another thought. Here's another one have a device free day. Have a device free day where you just put away the smartphone. Can I just encourage you? It'll still be there when you get back and everything will be fine. But you can have a device free day every now and again. Why not disconnect from the internet? Another thought I've got for us is this walk for 20 minutes twice a day. Work with a counsellor if you need help. We as a church, we believe in Christian counselling. We believe in getting help. Um, here's another thought. Do some self-care. What do you love to do? What, do you, what, what really builds you up? What really helps you um, put your mind at ease? Put your mind at rest. Do some self-care. Do something that blesses you, allows you to be blessed, helps put your mind at rest. Here's something else. Learn something new. Learn something new that you didn't know before and something that's a bit challenging. And maybe it's just challenging. You've got to learn it. You've got to take time. I remember a few years ago, we bought a sailboat and I sailed as a kid, but I'd never been in charge of my own sailboat. I never understood all the systems and the mechanical and I probably don't look like a diesel mechanic, but I know a lot about diesel engines now because I took time out to learn, to figure it out, to, to study it. To, and it was amazing how it took my mind off certain things. It's amazing when you do that. When you're so um, fixated on learning something new, you're giving yourself a break from other things. It's a, it's a powerful way, but learn something new. Take your mind off it as you concentrate on something else that fills you up. Here's another one. Find a new happy place in your mind and just go there. Enjoy it. Put your mind at rest. Find that happy place where your mind needs to go and where you can go to get some rest. Do yourself a favor and have rest in mind. I think it's important to do because this is what, this is what Scripture says. To love God, but also love people as yourself. Here's the truth today. You, maybe you need to love on yourself. Maybe you need to love yourself and get yourself to a place you can't create stability for another person if you're not stable yourself. And that's not to put you down, but it also is just an encouragement to say, man, I do need to work on myself. I need to make sure I love and do stuff for myself. It means looking after myself, creating a platform for me. So number one, realize today it's a journey and I'm normal. Number two, take ownership. 
Step up to the plate. Make changes, maybe if necessary. Put some practical things into place so you can move forward along with your spiritual journey. Give God your thoughts. And ultimately, this is my third point as we finish here is this. Trust Jesus and believe for breakthrough. Trust Jesus. Why? Because Jesus is your breakthrough. I just love to finish with that point right there that Jesus is the breakthrough. I just read from 2 Corinthians chapter 10, but I want to read it right now from the message. But it says this, the world is unprincipled. It's dog eat dog out there. The world doesn't fight fair, but we don't live or fight our battles that way. We never have and never will. The tools of our trade aren't for marketing or manipulation, but they are for demolishing that entirely massively corrupt culture. We use our powerful God tools for smashing warped philosophies, tearing down barriers erected against the truth of God, fitting every loose thought and emotion and impulse into the structure of life shaped by Christ. Our tools are ready at hand for clearing the ground of every obstruction and building lives of obedience into maturity. Trust Jesus because He is your breakthrough. He cares for you. He loves you. And you might think, well, man, you're talking about mental health. I'm getting a little perplexed by the fact that you're now you're saying you just trust in Jesus. And you know, the truth is Jesus never said we would have all the answers, but He did say we could have Him. And it is in Him that we get our breakthrough. It's in Him that we get our answers. We can look to heaven today and know full well because of Jesus, I have my breakthrough. I have my breakthrough eternally. I talked about spiritual rest a couple of weeks ago and how awesome it is that we can be at rest because of Jesus. Well, church, I pray that message blessed you. I pray that we could take that message on, that we could have a mind that's at rest, no longer have a rest a mind that just keeps running and is restless and in a place where even though we might be physically rested, mentally we're not. But I pray we can start to go on that journey, if you haven't already, towards minds that are at rest. Thanks for listening to that podcast. We pray it blessed you and empowered you in all that God's got for you. Why don't you share that with a friend, someone who maybe needs to hear it. We'd love for you to also to visit us um, either online at colonialchurch.life or here at church at 550 State Road 207 here in St. Augustine, Florida. Be blessed.